Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The fan. It's time for Packers Preview again. Talking about the Pack on KFAN. The Super Bowl, we're gonna win again. According to your host, David Sinekin, we'll win on the road, we'll win at home, we'll even win in U.S. Bank Stadium. Bikes fans can call if you've got the balls. The Packers Preview Show. It's time now for year 27 of Packer Preview, presented by Hudson Ford. Now, from the KFAN studios, here's the head cheese himself, Dave Sinekin. fans rise and shine it's the week 17 edition of packer preview on the sports leader and the home of the vikings the fan the fan radio network iheart radio pleased proud and happy to be the very first broadcast of the 2023 calendar year on this radio station as we get you set for packers football against the minnesota vikings lambeau field today everything on the line and let's just stop and pause for a moment because three or four weeks ago did any of us believe that this game would mean anything to us, to the pack? Would we see Jordan Love? Would we see a cavalcade of backups? Um, not so fast, my friend. Three straight victories, and here are the pack <clears throat> on the cusp of the playoffs, needing to win out, get a little bit of help on the side, and who knows? Maybe we'll have the great fortune of going out to San Francisco in wildcard weekend and taking our shot against the fearsome 49ers. Um, hope you all had a great New Year's last night. For those of you that are actually awake and uh, listening live, thank you for your um, dedication and your love of the pack. Uh, for those of you that uh, found the podcast after waking up and are listening sometime between now and kickoff, we appreciate that as well. Um, I'm excited to head to the game as soon as this show is over. Going to grab the family, jump in the family truckster, and make our way to Lambeau to do our best. Well, at least four of us, four of the five. We'll be cheering for the green and gold. I, I got nothing with my oldest son. I got no shot. He'll be wearing his purple 18 J Jettas jersey, and we'll keep him as far away from us as humanly possible. Very excited to get you set for this one today, and uh, all the permutations about what we might be watching outside of our game. Of course, the pack must take care of business, prevent the Vikings of sweeping the season series, something they haven't done in five years. And um, well, let's go back to Christmas Day for just a second, shall we? Because that was... Wow, a roller coaster of emotions, right? You, you get the giant kickoff return from Keyshawn Nixon, 95 yards or whatever it was, first and goal, and Green Bay settles for a field goal. And I, you know, I think we're all saying, oh, well, that's that, that just can't happen. And we'll talk about red zone production later in this show. Ball behind by double digits. Again, not feeling good. And the game turned on the Raheem Mostert fumble, right? It was 2010. Dolphins had the ball with a chance to score again before halftime, and the the the, uh, the fumble really turned everything around and, and gave the pack the momentum they needed. And obviously, uh, you feel very bad for Tua Tungavailoa, um, who was concussed, and apparently nobody knew about it, but it definitely explains the three interceptions he tossed 
in consecutive series in the fourth quarter that really uh, wrapped things up for the pack and allowed them to keep this <clears throat> dream alive, if that's the way to put it, uh, a big win on the road. I did not see it coming. We didn't have a show last week, but had I been on last Sunday, uh, I would not have predicted a Packer victory. I just I thought Miami at home where they were unbeaten with two at quarterback after three straight tough road losses were ready to turn their season back around and get ready for the playoffs. But the Packers had other things on their mind and uh, defensively taking that ball away. Well, that's everything. It's what we've lacked all season is finishing on the plus side of the giveaway takeaway battle. So the Packers get uh, the big win and keep things going, keep hopes alive. And here come the Minnesota Vikings for border battle number 125. We know they met way back in week one, a 23-7 uh, easy victory for the Vikings. We all remember how it started. First play, Packers take the deep shot to the rookie. Christian Watson can't make the catch. And maybe that was kind of a microcosm of what we were going to see over the next 12 or 13 weeks. It's uh, It was just a, a terrible game for the Packers, obviously defensively. No answer for Jefferson in that first half, over 160 yards or so of his 184 coming in the first 30 minutes. Uh, Packers just playing that vanilla zone and letting him just find open spaces, and, and everybody seemed confused. And it was the beginning of the, the questioning what's going on with Green Bay's defense. And, uh, in fact, Joe Barry was asked uh, earlier this week about that first game. And, you know, it was a long time ago. But, you know, the way the Vikings attack Green Bay, is is that still relevant to what we're looking at today? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I do think it was, you know, it, it was a, in an NFL football season. It was a long time ago. But, you know, we studied it and we looked at it. And of course, there there's things that that they did that they still do, you know. So of course, we you know we look at those things. So you live and learn from every experience, and that's definitely one we we learn from. And on to the next one. Yep, and we'll talk about the matchup between the Packers D and the Vikings offense and how things have changed. Obviously, uh, T.J. Hawkinson was not on the Vikings back in Week One. He's become a huge weapon uh, for the offense. Uh, much has changed for Green Bay as well. So we'll dive into all those matchups during. This hour, it's just the third regular season January meeting between these two teams. And we all know that the Packers have been lights out um, in regular season December, January games under Matt LaFleur. Uh, Once we turn to the postseason, of course, things don't look quite as rosy, but uh, unbeaten in December under Matt LaFleur. And I don't believe they've lost a January regular season game that they wanted to win and cared to win uh, at home. Uh, Aaron Rodgers against the Purple, 16, 11 and 1. Um, you probably know this. He has a 108.6 passer rating, the highest ever of any quarterback that has ever faced the Minnesota Vikings. 57 touchdowns and eight picks in his career. He enjoys playing the purple. Uh, you know he's ready, uh, and you know he should have some some uh, production today because the Vikings' pass defense is among the worst in football. They just allowed uh, Daniel Jones to throw for 300 and something. They made Matt Jones look like a superstar. Uh, most quarterbacks that face the Vikings have shining statistics and with the weather looking to be not a factor in fact a balmy mid-30s today at Lambeau um, it should be uh, a good day for both offenses I think to move up and down the field big news for the pack injury wise David Battiari back off the injury report healed from the appendectomy we know it's been I'm not going to say a lost season for Battiari but but pretty close we didn't know what we'd get from him almost two years removed from the knee injury Uh, but what he's been in he's been David Battiari and If you want to look at maybe the biggest difference between today's matchup with the Vikes and the week one matchup, look no further than the offensive line because Bakhtiari didn't play, Elton Jenkins didn't play, 
the Packers ran out an offensive line on the right side that featured Jake Hansen and Royce Newman, and they got absolutely destroyed. Uh, they'll have their preferred starting lineup today with Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, and Yash Nyman, who got banged up and left the game last week. He is good to go. So it was that Tom, who has done a very nice job filling in for Bakhtiari over the last few weeks, uh, finds himself back on the bench, at least to start this game today. So for me, if you're looking at, you know, what's different, how can Green Bay play better? Well, it starts right there. The offensive line is infinitely more talented and ready to deal with a pretty good Vikings pass rush and should be able to run block effectively as well against a pretty decent Vikings run defense. So that's the good injury news. There's the uh, the Bakhtiari return. Um, Packers offensive line has been fantastic. Weeks 7 through 16 allowed uh, 14 sacks, the fourth fewest in the NFL, and now they're even stronger getting uh, all their guys back. So that's a big plus on the injury side. Of course, there's a minus, and you all know it. Uh, Christian Watson, Keyshawn Nixon, the two most explosive Packers uh, over the last, what, month or so, if not a little bit further back, are both very questionable today after injuring themselves and uh, not playing in the second halves of, of last week's game against Miami. Nixon has been an absolute find at kickoff return, as good as anybody in football since he took over the job in Week 7. Not just the 93-yarder last week. You've seen it. He's tilted the field almost every time he takes the ball back. It's it's a remarkable story because he really hasn't done it much at all before this year. He didn't do it in Oakland. He didn't do it in college or high school. He's got a real affinity as a kickoff returner, but he did not practice all week. Packers list him as questionable with the groin injury. And that's, you know, not a great injury for a guy that's relying on speed. So I'm dubious. I don't think Nixon plays today. Green Bay did elevate Tyler Goodson off the practice squad, the rookie from Iowa, who we last really saw in the in the preseason. Goodson might end up being the kickoff returner today. That might be why uh, he was elevated to the active roster today. So my guess is uh, that big field-turning returner, Keyshawn Nixon, I don't believe he will play today. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Of course, I'm burying the lead. Uh, the big question mark is Christian Watson, and will he or won't he play today after suffering the hip injury in the second quarter you know, he's electric. He's He's got an incredible future. Uh, but he has dealt with a, a whole lot of injuries this year, starting back in the summer when he missed a chunk of the offseason program. Um, we all know what happened week one. We talked about that. Got banged up, of course, early in the year. Confidence gone. And everything changed in the Dallas game after two early drops in that game. Three touchdowns. Went on to score, what, eight or nine over a four or five-week period. You can see the talent. You can see the trust. He had six catches in the first half against Miami, and you know he was poised for just a, a huge game, and then he left in the second quarter. Did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, returned to practice Friday in a limited fashion. Uh, executive producer Brett Blakemore, a bit more confident in Watson's chances today. Is this just, you want this to be true, or, or do you, because re- I still think Green Bay is so conservative with injuries, and I understand season's on the line, everything out there, but they know what they have in this kid, and they don't want to do anything to to cause any kind of long-term problems. So I'm, you know, maybe I'm just a grumpy old man. I, I'll be surprised if he plays. Um, the fact that he did return to practice a bit on Friday gives me some paw, some hope. But for a guy that relies on that 4-3-6 speed, dealing with a hip injury, I find it really hard to believe he'll be anything close to 100%. Yeah, maybe I am just trying to will it into existence by just saying I'm confident he's going to play. I I guess it's going off of things that he said and things that uh, the Packers have said 
But uh, I think even like the day after the game, the Dolphins game, he was like, I'll be fine for, I think it was either on social media or in a presser saying that he'll, he'll want to go as much as he can. Um, I think if he's out there in any sort of fashion, it still helps as far as a, a guy out there, that the Vikings have to be concerned about whether or not he's a hundred percent. They, I mean, they don't know if he's a hundred percent. They have to assume he is a hundred percent and that he's a factor they need to pay attention to. I don't know. It's the vibes I'm getting is that I just feel like he's going to play. Do I think he's going to play all of the snaps and be a hundred percent? That's a bigger question, but I think he'll see the field today. I don't really have any evidence besides that's just how I feel from the tea leaves that I'm kind of reading. Well, you know what? That sometimes is all you need and it works. I I hope you're right. We all want to see him out there, especially to get a little revenge for what happened in the first game of the season. And, you know, also the fact is that the the Vikings pass defense is abysmal. And as I said, uh, they give up just chunks of yards, chunks, chunks of points, no matter who the quarterback, who the receivers are, he would be in line for a huge day today. You'd know the Green Bay would love to feature him. The team that uh, executed the trade to allow Green Bay to draft Christian Watson. Uh, let's just give them a little taste of what they might have in store over the next seven, eight, ten years, whatever that career looks like. So that's the big question. I'll be certainly watching at, at two o'clock when the inactives are announced to see if Watson's name appears on the inactive list. Because if he doesn't, you know he's going to go out there. And as Brett said, does he play? You know. 25% of the snaps, uh, more, that remains to be seen. But the threat of Christian Watson on the field, you know, have him just in motion like he's going to take a jet sweep and and make that Vikings defense account for uh, number nine would be fantastic. So that's the big injury concern uh, for Green Bay. That is for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see if Watson is able to go. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, Packers pretty healthy for this one. I, I think the only other guy I'm really – concerned about is Aaron Jones and that's a huge concern again talk about the the big playmakers for this team there are too many we know this Um, a healthy Aaron Jones would be number one for me but he's not healthy and he tweaked that ankle during the Dolphins game which accounted for why we didn't see very much of him in the second half Um, he's been dealing with it for four or five weeks and you, you read about the players just marveling at how tough he is when Dylan got nicked up Jones wasn't going to go back in, but he just did because he figured if if AJ can't play, they need me to play. So he's playing on a on a bum ankle, and I'm hopeful that things healed up a bit, that he's feeling better this week, because this is a spot where Aaron Jones can make the difference in the game. You know, he's he's got that Dalvin Cook like ability to take it to the house whenever he touches the ball. So again, he's not a hundred percent. I'm hoping he's. Able to get 10 to 15 touches today. Packers offense is so much better, obviously, when Aaron Jones is playing good football. Uh, What else has changed of late for the Pack's fortunes in this three-game win streak? Well, it's the takeaways, weeks 8 to 16. 15 takeaways, that ties for second in the league. 12 picks, that's the most in the NFL. Uh, They've come in bunches for Green Bay, and uh, you all know that the giveaway takeaway uh, sometimes is the clearest indication of which teams are winning and which teams are not. And the other point I just want to make is we've all been really down on this defense all season, and for good reason. It's been a huge disappointment. Uh, The talent on this team, year two of a system, I think we all expected uh, this defense to take a big step. I thought it would end up being the identity of the 2022 team, a top 10, maybe even top five defense, right, with seven first-round picks, the two number ones from Georgia finding their way. Um, But obviously it has not been close to that. It's been a very – disappointing defense and now without Rashawn Gary they've lost you know their best pass rusher the last six weeks or so 
But man, oh man, the last three games, they have not allowed a point in the fourth quarter. Now, again, last week, grain of salt, two is concussed. He's throwing the ball our way. Maybe if he's not, you know, Miami does some damage. But the truth is, they didn't score. And the Packers in their three-game win streak has not allowed a point in the fourth quarter. In a game like today, where you have to figure it's going to come down to the final five minutes, every Vikings game does. Uh, If that uh, Packers defense can keep this going, I don't know about shutting a team out, but playing better as the game goes along and maybe making that key takeaway late. That's kind of been the storyline of this Packer defense of late. Uh, They're going to give up yards. They're going to give up points. They are certainly not in in shutdown mode. But, man, when the games get close late, again, Bears, Rams, those aren't teams that are juggernauts offensively at all. But they're still NFL teams, especially the Bears in Chicago. They've been feisty, um, at least till about the midway point of the third quarter last week against Buffalo. Um, But it's just been a nice trend that the Packers' defense has stiffened up the last three games. And in these last two at Lambeau, where everything might be on the line, gives you hope that maybe uh, they'll take care of business uh, on their home field when the games matter most. All right, we'll pause here. Lots to get to. We'll take your calls, of course. We'll look at the matchups when both teams have the ball and uh, what we expect to see today and what we're going to be watching around the league as the Packers look for some help as they make that quest for the playoffs. Tell all the people across the USA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On the fan. Packer preview brought to you by JTR Roofing and Hudson Ford. We're the Minnesota Vikings and we're just a pile of junk. We play in a dome day called the Humpty Dump. Win a few games, make the playoffs and we choke. The Minnesota Vikings and you know that we're a joke. Join the NFL back in 1960. We're gonna be a great team someday. You'll see. Just like the Packers, gonna win a Super Bowl. To be number one is our only goal. Now we've been there four times, but we never seem to win, and that's not good enough. Just to get in, we gotta win the big one, and we gotta do it now. We're never gonna do it, cause we don't know how. We lost to Kansas City, Oakland, Pittsburgh, Miami, too. And if we play the Jets, you know we'd still lose. We've been to four Super Bowls, and we lost four times. Being a bunch of chokers is our only crime. We're the Minnesota Vikings, and we're just a pile of junk. We play in a dome, they call the Humpty Dump. Win a few games, make the playoffs, and we choke. The Minnesota Vikings, and you know that we're a joke. All right, we are back. It's Packer Preview on the fan. All I do is fulfill bumper music requests. I didn't walk in this morning thinking to play the Happy Schnapps combo, but the listeners ask, and we try to oblige. Um, the first KFAN show of 2023, the home of the Vikings. They're 12-3, and three, perhaps the luckiest team in NFL history. 
you got to be good to get luck. We get that. But uh, obviously no team has ever gone 11-0 and in one-score games. And, I mean, just what an epic run for Vikings fans. What fun it has to have been so far with some of these games from Buffalo, Indianapolis, um, even last week, you know, allowing the Giants to not only score but get that two-point conversion. And here comes Greg Joseph from 61. 61 and never a doubt it's been a an epic ride and um, i'm sure the vikings and their fans have had an amazing amount of fun and who knows what's in store they're not going to get a whole lot of respect come playoff time because when they've played the obviously the eagles and the cowboys things have not gone well and the niners certainly look like a juggernaut but man it's just sometimes teams are sprinkled with fairy dust and you know reason goes out the door and it's just uh, very hard to win one score games uh, to say nothing of going 11-0 and 0 so far. And that's why if this thing's tight down the stretch, which I think we all expect it to be, Green Bay a three-point favorite in this one, man, it just, it, it's been on their side. So it, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, the last time the Vikes hit the road, it was not close. And Detroit dominated that game. And I think we're all kind of hoping that, that that's what we see here, that you know it's time for things to fall back to earth just a little bit. Both teams are, are obviously motivated. You certainly have to believe Green Bay is more motivated it's a playoff game for the Pack. Uh, it has been for the last few weeks. So season on the line, all that. Vikes would like to win. They certainly want the two seed. They want to have an opportunity to, to win that wild card weekend and then host perhaps the 49ers rather than go out there. So, yes, they're motivated, but it's not the same. There's not that desperation factor. And how much does that play into it? We can argue about that. And I've read some stuff about you know the Vikings looking at easing in some younger players a little bit and maybe not giving guys like Kendricks and Harrison Smith full workloads today and next week. And that might factor into things too and how the game goes and, and all that uh, Packers obviously all in on this one. And when the Vikings have to have the ball, they better be locked and loaded. We all know what happened week one. We all know what Jair Alexander said earlier this week. I think we can all agree. You know, we don't need to hear that, Jair, necessarily. It's not like we need to provide bulletin board material for the Vikings and for the best receiver in football this season. Uh, but calling that first one performance by Jefferson fluky, I mean, that's Jair, right? I mean, his he's he's cocky, he's brash, he's uninhibited. He's a great interview. His post-game interview after the Christmas Day victory was as entertaining as any you will see after a game. And we love Jair. He's had a, a good season, not a great season. He is the Packers' only pro bowler. And, you know, if he had it his way, he would uh, follow number 18 around the field. And I think we'd all love to see that matchup. But that's just not the way the Packers defend teams. And, you know, to be fair, Kevin O'Connell and the offensive staff would make it very difficult. They move Jefferson all around the field. He's in motion. Um, to, to have one guy follow him really changes how everything around him has to work. And it makes things difficult. But I'd certainly like to see more attention uh, fared on number 18 with, with Alexander and give him a chance to to show what he can do. Uh, obviously, uh, very few teams have slowed down Justin Jefferson this season. I will say in his two games at Lambeau, he has yet to uh, surpass 60 yards, so no big games. Now, I think he had Sean Mannion throwing to him a couple years ago, so that factors into it. But, you know, he has yet to have a big explosive game. Maybe today's the one. We will see. Um, obviously KJ Osborne has bubbled up and, and put on some nice productive efforts as Adam Thielen's role seems to be reduced and we'll see if he's back. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the biggest difference for this offense since the last time Green Bay faced them is the trade they made for TJ Hawkinson, who had a massive game last week is a big difference maker in the middle of that defense. 
Packers, though, are equipped to handle tight ends. They've been very good defending tight ends so far this season. So I'm really curious to see how Quay Walker uh, and whoever else is given the task of of uh, following around number 87 because he's uh, the number two playmaker on this uh, passing attack for sure. And then, of course, there's Dalvin Cook. And, you know, the recipe to beat Green Bay today, in my mind, is to make sure Dalvin Cook touches the ball 20 times. Green Bay still struggles to defend the run. I, I, that's what I thought was going to happen last week. They were just going to feed Raheem Mostert. Last time the Packers faced Mostert, he almost set a record when he was playing for the 49ers. And the first few times he carried the ball on Christmas Day, he's 10 yards, 13 yards. But Mike McDaniel, you know, sometimes these young play callers get a little too cute. And um, they took the ball out of the running back's hands. And I think he only had eight carries. Jeff Wilson had nine. And uh, they threw the rock all over the place. Recipe today is to uh, see what that running attack can do against Green Bay's run defense. We all know what Dalvin Cook can do, provided he hangs out of the football. Uh, he can uh, take one to the house at any time. So very curious how the Vikings attack the Packers' defense and how uh, much they give the ball to Dalvin Cook. Uh, in my mind, the less, the better. Uh, let's put the ball in Kirk's hands and see if we can get some pressure on uh, on Kirk Cousins. The Packers blitz uh, a lot. That's something Kirk doesn't care for very much. you got to get him off his spot. you got to make him uncomfortable. Uh, the biggest advantage Green Bay has when the Vikings have the ball is up the middle. Uh of course, we lost Dean Lowry. He's on injured reserve. Uh, that does open the door for rookie Devontae Wyatt, who got 24 snaps last week and made the most of them. We saw him chasing down Tua, showing speed, showing athleticism. And I know I, am for one, have been waiting for him to get more of a chance. It's not like a Kenny Clark coming out of college at the age of 20. Wyatt's 24 years old. You know, he's a man, and he's ready for this. So he's going to get a much bigger snap share today, as will T.J. Slayton. And those guys, along with Kenny Clark, have a, a huge advantage over the interior of the Vikings offensive line. Ezra Cleveland should play. He's been uh, battling some nagging injuries. Garrett Bradbury misses his fourth straight game. Austin Schlotman uh, continues to play center. Uh, he's learning on the go, and uh, he's going to learn what number 97 looks like and how he plays. And uh, the Packers need to apply pressure up the middle and, and make Kirk uncomfortable. We know their tackles are very good. Uh, Preston Smith. And um, Kingsley and Igbari uh, have had very nice runs the last few weeks, but they've got you know a tough job, you know, with um, with Darisaw and O'Neal. So I think if Green Bay is going to get Kirk uncomfortable, much of that damage is going to come up the middle. Uh, Vikings are going to score points. I, I find it hard to believe Green Bay is going to hold the Vikes to less than say twenty four points today. But let's just make sure that's the number because I think Green Bay can get to twenty seven fairly easily themselves. All right, let's head to the uh, Packer line, see what you all have on your mind on this New Year's Day, on Vikings Day, Border Battle 125. We start in Maple Grove as Dave joins the program. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Dave. Happy, happy New Year to you and yours and the Packer Nation. Right back at you, man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Um, one thing, the three-game winning streak, I think that's been uh, a little bit underplayed is Aaron Rodgers' seems to be played a lot better. Now, he still missed a pass here or there, but just overall, these last three games, he seems to have really kicked up. It's it's close to Vinnie Jaron Rodgers in some of the plays. Um, I'm thinking that, is that a fact? Is that a, a is that Aaron Rodgers just playing better? Is that him getting more time? The offensive line getting back together, the young receivers getting better. Combination of the, all of the above would be my guess. Um, Love to hear your opinion on that, Dave. Uh, let's 
win this thing 35-21. to 21. Uh, thanks, Dave. Yeah, I'd love to see a two-touchdown win. Uh, I'd love to not be stressed in the fourth quarter, but, man, um, I don't know. Uh, this this Viking season is, as I said, sprinkled with some fairy dust. Uh, I, I think it's going to be tighter than that. I hope you're right. You know, Rodgers, it's probably a, a lot of factors. I think that thumb injury he suffered in the Giants game bothered him a bunch. He's still, you know, missing some throws that you do expect him to make, but, I mean, that pass to Mercedes Lewis on Christmas Day was just a thing of beauty. I don't know how many quarterbacks make that throw. And, and how about Lewis at 38 years old running downfield? And uh, granted, if they had stopped and reviewed that, they probably would have overturned it because the ball kind of came a little loose. But looking at the throw Rodgers made, uh, it was as good as it gets. So I think that's part of it. Maybe more confidence in the line, getting his weapons back, um, feeling more comfortable with the rookies. I think all plays into that. Um, and we'll talk about the Packers' offense against the Vikings' defense in uh, in the next segment. Rodgers did kind of bang his knee last week a little bit. We saw him kind of get up a little gingerly and shake that thing off. It did cost him to miss some practice time this week. So I will be watching to see if his mobility looks a little bit affected by the knee. Um, you know, they're not going to talk about it. Uh, Rodgers kind of shrugged it off, and maybe it's nothing. Uh, but he did appear in the injury report with the knee injury on Wednesday. Um, obviously practice the rest of the week. But, you know, he has shown the ability to get out and run when he has to, uh, when things break down. And is that going to still be in play today with that knee, or is he going to be a bit more careful? Uh, I think that's what uh, remains to be seen. Uh, next up, we welcome our good friend, old Southside guy. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Davey. And first of all, Happy New Year to you and your family. Have Thank a you. safe trip to and from Green Bay. Thank you, sir. We're uh, very excited uh, to head out there. You bet. Let's get one thing on the table first. Thank goodness, by you going to that Dallas game, you ended the, the uh, Sinekin streak of losses uh, <laughs> with you in attendance at yeah. Green Bay. Because if that streak was still going, Packer Nation would have put a roadblock around Minnetonka and not let you out. <laughs> but uh, can't blame you there. I get it. As, as, yeah. As to today, today's game. I really think our running game is going to be important. And by the running game, I mean even these short passes to Jones, which are almost like mini runs, um, I think we can establish that. And um, I like the fact, like you mentioned, that Wyatt is in there on defense because we got to limit uh, Cook's uh, long runs, at least against us. And hopefully we learn from that first Packer game not to play one of these uh, – real uh, open zones against Jefferson. We're going to have to put more pressure on him. But uh, I look for uh, the pack to really try and establish that running game and especially the short passing game to uh, open it up for us. But, Davey, have a great time with your family there. Again, Happy New Year, and go Pack Go. Thanks a lot, Southside. Uh, happy New Year to you. Um, yes, the, the curse was broken at the Cowboys game, so I feel – Confident that I will not affect things today in the uh, border battle at Lambeau Field. 325 kickoff. I believe it's a um, Jim Nance, Tony Romo production on CBS today. Obviously, you'll hear the game on the home of the Vikings, this very radio station. Pre-game, I'm guessing around 1 o'clock or so. And then P.A. Bursich, cast of thousands on the call. 325 kickoff. They lower the boom. Packers, Vikings. We'll take our final pause here. We'll come back. More calls um, when the Packers have the ball against the Vikings defense, how that looks, and who we're rooting for, the playoff permutations in Week 17. All that is next on Packer Preview.
Well, I'm proud to be a Packer fan. The best football fans in all the land are Packer fans. And it's a Packer fan. Packer preview brought to you by Hudson Ford. to be at Lambeau Field today for this one. The 12-3 and three Vikings. Three-point underdogs to the 7-8 and eight Green Bay Packers. I don't think that's ever happened before. Uh, we all know that uh, Vikings are winning close games. They won all of them. And uh, this one, probably going to be a close one as well. We'll see if Green Bay can stop that amazing streak by the Vikes today. 325 kickoff again. You'll hear it right here on the home of the Purple. Um, all right, let's talk about when the Packers have the football against the Vikings defense. Uh, Green Bay, or, sorry, Minnesota's defense has been abysmal against the pass. Everybody has thrown on this defense, um, and, and today should be more of the same. Rodgers has uh, been more and more efficient the last few weeks. He has yet to throw for 300 yards this season. This might be the day the weather should uh, be just fine for uh, moving the ball up and down the field. Yes, Dylan and Jones have to be the... Uh, the blood, the, the backbone of this offense. They they must move the ball on the ground, and you can move the ball. Although the Vikes are a little bit better against the run, uh, but there should be lots of opportunities in the passing game. Uh, Cam Dantzler still has not reclaimed his spot at corner. Duke Shelley gets that nod at cornerback. Patrick Peterson having a, a great season at his advanced age as far as cornerbacks go. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see uh, where they line him up. And of course, it uh, comes down to whether Christian Watson is out there or not. As we said, he's questionable. Um, returned to practice limited on Friday, and, and he was asked uh, just on Friday, "How you feeling?" Oh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I've I've been feeling better, better each day. Um, I mean, it's it's obviously something that I just gotta take day to day, um, and you know, just hoping you know continue to take uh, you know strides and, and you know, hope I can cut loose on game day. Do you feel pretty good about your ability to play on limited practice reps? Um, That's what it comes down to. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like the mental side will. Um, you know, be fine. Obviously, it's it's nice to get those reps out there, but um, I think the number one thing for me is just trying to you know feel as healthy as possible. Uh, and I'd feel really good about this offense if I knew Watson was 100 percent and Jones were 100 percent, and we just don't know about either of those guys. So that's going to be the real one thing to really watch. Certainly, as I said, when the inactives come out, is uh, is Watson on that list? If not, you got to figure he's good to go and uh, a chance to make some amends against the team that allowed the pack to trade and and acquire him. So. Uh, Packers should be able to score points. Again, every team has. And uh, the Vikes on the road, certainly not quite the juggernaut they are at home. So um, I do think Green Bay should be able to put up 27, 30 points today. Can the defense, you know, stop 
that Vikings offense and, and turn the ball over and, and make the big play as they've done in recent weeks? That is the question. Um, all right, let's get to a couple more calls here before we go through uh, what we need to see happen around the league today and how uh, the Packers' playoff positioning and um, future might be a lot clearer by the time they take the field at 325. Let's start with our buddy Dave down in Shakopee. Good morning. Happy New Year, Dave. Uh, same to you. Nice seeing you on Friday at the Feast. Yeah, thanks for coming out to Buffalo Wild Wing Savage. We were uh, badly outnumbered, but it was great to see a friendly face there. Yeah, you know, we get a hard rap. We get a bad rap of drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but holy smokes, that place was packed. Um, I was tripping over Viking fans in the aisle. The guy that took that picture of, of you and I, he had a 20-ounce beer chaser with with the, with the Bloody Mary, and he was on his second round when he saw you and I. So, <laughs> I mean, eh. Yeah, they can <laughs> hold their things, own, but, for sure. Yep. With the pack, um, you know, the game against Miami, that was nice and stuff. I, you know, I didn't get too excited. Um, Jerry Gray, you know, I guess yelled at the team at halftime. Well, why hasn't he been yelling at the team the whole season and stuff? But the defense still scares me. I don't know what's softer, the Packers defense or a soft batch chocolate chip cookie. So um, I'm right now Joe Barry's got to call the, his best game of the year today to beat the Purple. Um, I'm, I'm feeling confident. You know, I don't know if it's going to be as, uh, as high scoring as uh, Dave from Maple Grove thinks, but uh, – wouldn't it be fitting that if Green Bay wins the game today by calling the 31 wedge? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thanks, Dave. Enjoy the game today. And, yeah, you know, Jerry Gray is not a yeller. So when, when he raises his voice, it, it definitely got the defense, and in particular the secondary's attention. That's just not his M.O. I don't think he's a guy that's going to jump down your throat week in and week out. And, 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 frankly, he's not the coordinator. That's Joe Barry's job. I mean, many of us would like to see maybe Jerry Gray have that job. That's a different story for a different day. But, I, I don't I don't blame you for your worry about the Packers D. We've watched them over and over this year allow mediocre offenses uh, to move up and down the field. And what they're facing today is nothing, nothing like a mediocre offense. So they're going to have to be on their game today. And again, it all starts with getting pressure on Kirk Cousins. They have to have to get him off his spot, make him uncomfortable and and, and clearly try to stop. Dalvin on early downs. I mean, Kirk Cousins is maybe the best quarterback in football at play action. And uh, when that running game's going and they've got second and three and, you know, second and one, and he can run play action, um, that's where he is his most, most lethal. So try to, you know, keep Dalvin down on first down and don't allow play action to become a part of the equation. Next up, 1265 Lombardi guy. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to Packer Preview Nation. You know it's a big one when yourself and Gerby are heading over. Yeah, it's big. Uh, we, we both know how big this one is. We have to be there and, and uh, you know make our voices loud for sure. A quick uh, recap to back to Miami. I was appreciative of the fake punt, but I'm not sure I would have done that down seven. But kudos to the defense who held them to a field goal. They only went down 10, and then we know how the rest of the game played out. But uh, we finally saw some Rich Bisacci action. And, um, you know, that's when you do it. You do it against an uncommon opponent to try and take advantage of an opportunity. I just don't think they should have ran it. It was, it was too covered. But you talked about the quarterbacks. I completely agree. Um, a little bit more to the point of which, which front is going to make which quarterback uncomfortable. And, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is due for a 300 game. Maybe today's the day. 
Yeah. Enjoy the game. Thanks. Thanks, 1265. Yeah, I think he has a good chance to finally get that 300-yard day. And that fake punt was ridiculous. I mean, I like being a little, you know, gambly at times. But Dolphins had their regular defensive front end. Like, they, it was not set up to run the fake. They should have gotten out of it. Fortunately, as you said, the defense held up and just forced a field goal. But that was a very questionable decision. I want to answer one tweet that Brett sent me at TC Head Cheese. He asked uh, to address the lack of Packers tight ends and why they can't seem to fit into the scheme. It's a great question. I've been asking where's Tunyon all year. I don't get it. Maybe the knee isn't 100%. Um, I think the Packers are going to address tight end very early in the draft next year. It's, uh, it's a head scratcher. I'd like to see him get some action today. All right, what are we rooting for today? Uh, we're rooting for the commanders to lose. There is a scenario where Green Bay can be eliminated today. If either Detroit or Washington wins and the Packers lose, uh, it's over. Uh, there's no postseason hopes for Green Bay. Uh, but if Washington were to lose today, the Packers would know that now it's in their hands. They went out and they are in the playoffs. And I'll give you a stat that's going to make you a lot more confident. Because next week, Washington hosts Dallas. And Dallas may not care. Now, that's another reason we're rooting for New Orleans and Philly today. Because if New Orleans can surprise Philly, who's dealing with a backup quarterback, a backup right tackle, got some defenders out. If New Orleans can shock Philly, then next week's Dallas game is important to Dallas because they can still win the East, and they'll go into Washington looking to win. So we want New Orleans to surprise Philly. But if Cleveland can go into Washington, now led by Carson Wentz, and knock off the commanders before the Packers take the field, well, then we know that all we got to do is handle our business, win two games, we're in the postseason. And why should we be confident other than the fact that Carson Wentz is under center? This might be the most amazing stat next to uh, the Vikings being 11-0 in one-score games. Teams that have played San Francisco are 0-13 the next week they play football. That's amazing to me. And Washington was in San Francisco last week, and now they're home against Cleveland. And no team has gone to has played the Niners and then won the next week. So gives you some hope. Cleveland, uh, just a one-and-a-half-point underdog, which also might, what, why? Cleveland, they're terrible. They're at Washington. How is that not? But because people know that it, San Francisco just, they they tire you out. They wear you out. It's interesting stats. So we are big-time Cleveland fans today, and we'd like to see the Saints surprise Philly as well. If uh, Washington loses early, the Packers have everything going for them, two wins, and they are in the playoffs. All right, Mr. Blakemore, um, how confident are you? What do you think you're going to see at Lambeau Field today? I, I don't think I'm confident at all, and I've been going back and forth on uh, putting a score just because I feel like I have to put in a score. Um, few keys to me, the red zone has got to be better. Last week, they, they got by on settling for field goals way too often, or as uh, PJ used to do, stack points for your, for your gophers, yes. where they need to actually find some answers in the red zone, whether that is a Watson or a Mercedes Lewis in the corner like they did a couple times. Uh, whatever the answer is, there there needs to be some sort of answer and learn from their mistakes. They can't get away with that. If they're going to win, they have to outscore the Vikings. Um, and getting to that, I want to see them learn their lesson from J.J. They really didn't have an answer for him. Yeah, he was a little limited in the second half of week one. Was that because we did something different? Or is that because they didn't really need to go to him anyway yeah, because the game already. was out of hand? Mm-hmm. Um, they need to, if it is, let Jair go. If it is, you know open up and play man-to-man more. Just some, I want some answer besides we're just going to play our scheme and not even account for J.J. at all. And then the last thing I want to bring up is Garrett Bradbury being out of this game is massive, I think. Um, This could be a good get-right game for Kenny Clark, who could just feast on a a backup center, and that could help out in the run game as well as the the pass rush. I'm going to be lazy and 
go with the line. I think 31-28 pack. But uh, they're going to have to outscore him because this Vikings team is really good offensively. Great point on the red zone. I meant to bring it up. You can't settle for field goals against good teams. Packers got bailed out last week, kicking four field goals, but getting the turnovers late to win that game. Got to be more productive. I thought Lazard, Tunyon, would sort of take up some of that Devontae Adams red zone production. It has not happened. Uh, you can read my uh, prediction in my blog at zonecoverage.com. Just click on the Packer logo. It's the head cheese page. I got it packed 27, Vikings 26 in a nail-biter. Maybe it's a late score. Maybe it's a late Kirk pick. Uh, the season does not end. The playoffs are still alive. The Packers take care of business. Enjoy the game. And Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.